unto you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Will you stretch your hand forward and pray for me this morning? And pray that God may have liberty with me and speak through me. Father, I can't do anything without you, Lord. I need your anointing. I know, God, your word is anointed. And I thank you for it, God. But help me, Lord, to speak with clarity, with, with the spirit that is within me, God, and the joy and rejoicing. Lord, may all of us in this room receive a word from you and be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. So we know God's glory has some glow. God's glory has some light. God's glory is uh, when it happens and occurs, it gets the attention of humankind. We realize that the greatness of God and the smallness of us. And we realize how bright in the dark world we live in, there is a light that shines in darkness. And that light is his glory. That light is his message. That light is what this world today needs more than ever before. I read an article that really disturbed me that only 35% of Americans consider Christmas as a religious holiday. They look at it's all become a cultural holiday where it's all cultural. It's because we're going to have our good time and our parties and stuff going on. But you and I, we know the truth. You and I were those shepherds out in that field in the darkness. You and I were around the smelly sheep. You and I were the castaways and the castouts and the misfits of all the world, maybe even deplorables. But you and I were all those people that were, you know, the world didn't think much of us. But then there was a light that shone that night. There was a message that was given that night. And the angel of the Lord, when he came and he showed up, the glory of the Lord was with him. That's what God wants. God wants us to have his glory. And Christmas message and Christmas mission is all about the glory of the Lord given to us as human beings. We don't deserve it, but we receive it because of God's love and his goodness toward us. Psalm 34, 3 and 5 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I've, I've been having trouble getting out of Psalm 34. It's just been really great. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. I thought it was so interesting there. That word radiant is uh, in the Hebrew means to sparkle and shine. But then also the synonym for radiant is glow. That it, it glows and their, their faces glowed because they had seen God. And the people of God can see him and they can glow. Isaiah 9 and 2 states and says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Glory to God. A, radiant, a light has shined. Isaiah 7 and 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
The angel of the Lord quoted that verse of Scripture talking to Joseph when he spoke to him in a dream in Matthew 1 and 23. He said the same words. He said, Behold, uh, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. And first John, and John 1 and 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I like the message Bible saying it this way, and that, in other words, dwelt among us, they used the words, moved into the neighborhood. And we beheld his glory. And we beheld his glory. I don't know why, maybe it's just my foolish thinking. Does your mind ever bounce around all over the place? But it made me think of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and his show. And the opening song that he would open up with and he would, you know, change his into slippers and put his sweater on and all this stuff. And there's a line in there that he says, so let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Now, I'll tell you, that means a lot to me. A boy that was raised a period of time in the projects in Louisville, Kentucky, in the poorest of poor situations and conditions, where the, when we did get out of the projects, we moved, in, moved to the wrong kind of neighborhood. You know what I mean? A wrong kind of place. I come from the Badlands area there of Louisville, Kentucky, when I was a little boy and I'm being raised there. It means a whole lot to me to know that there was a day and time when Jesus moved into my neighborhood. Jesus decided he's going to hang. It's not just for him to hang out with me. He's going to be with me. And he's going to let his glorious light shine throughout my neighborhood. It meant a lot to me to know. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you maybe didn't live in the slum areas, but you, you were raised in some far out place in the county where very few people around and you thought you were forgotten. But Jesus found your location, and he moved in the neighborhood and said, and then you see him every day, and they'll say, Howdy, neighbor. How you doing? You know, that's why I discovered when I moved to Gal Police. I realized something. I came from Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, you, you stay a safe distance with people, and you don't make eye contact with people. You just don't do that. And I did that for 19 years. I lived in that environment. Then I moved to Gallia County. It's like everybody waving at me. I better wave back. You know, they don't know me and I don't know them. They're waving, how you doing? How you doing? It's like I moved into their neighborhood and, and, and howdy neighbor, good to see you and all this stuff. I want you to know Jesus Christ, when he moved in you and my neighborhood, he didn't, he didn't make himself disclose where that you have to go find him. No, he came and found you and I. And he come and said, I'm here to be with you and to dwell with you and to be with you and it, a Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know what the word would be if it was a word that would mean we dwell with God. It first had to be God dwell with us. Because we couldn't make it. We couldn't reach it. We couldn't get to that destination. The Apostle Paul writes in the key verse of scripture I want to emphasize on. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, in the New Living Translation, it reads this way. For God who said, let there be light in darkness, 
has made his light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> I mean, listen, Paul was very careful with the words that he was using in that verse of Scripture. He wanted to appeal to specific groups of people. He wanted them to understand what he was saying. First of all, he starts out quoting God as saying, let light shine out of darkness. Let, let there be light. Let there be light shining. That's the message of today. That's the message of our nation. That's the message of our culture and the need of today. Let light shine in darkness. Let light shine in darkness. Let light shine out of the darkness. Only the light of the gospel can penetrate the darkness of this world. That was what Paul experienced on the road to Damascus when he literally was humbled by the light from heaven that shone and blinded him so he might see. And he realized who Jesus was and in his glory and the Lord spoke to him. That's when God shone the light into Paul's heart. Paul describes in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, the gospel is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In the previous chapter, you look there in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you find where the, he discusses God's glory reflected on the face of Moses. And as a reflection, the glory began to fade as Moses began to move out of the presence of God. The glory shining from the face of Christ, though it never fades. It never fades away. For He has the glory. He is the glorious. He is the light. And therefore, his, the light that shone from Him and His face will never go out. It began to fade with Moses because Moses as a man moved away from the presence of God when he had to go on with the daily routines and leading the people. But the face of Jesus Christ always glows and always shines. He is glorious. He's infinite. Some of us need to get a good glimpse of the face of Jesus. Get a good glimpse of the one who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Get a good glimpse of the one that overcame sin in the world. Get a good glimpse of the one who's decided that he is going to sit on the throne forever and forever and forever. And get a good glimpse of the one that who was here, who left, and is coming back again. Jesus is the source of that light. The fact that Christ came down to be with us, to bring salvation, Emmanuel, that's, that's good news. He came out to be in our neighborhood. But Jesus didn't just come down to our neighborhood so he could just hang with us and be with us. No. Jesus, to have the revelation that God also as I've spoken before, the angels of the Lord are over us to care for us and take care of us. That's a glorious thought. Not only Jesus coming down, Emmanuel, to come into our neighborhood and where we're at. Not only the revelation that the angels of the Lord are encamped around us and that they will take care of us. And that is definitely good news. God didn't want us to only look at His glory 
as John described in John 1. But more than having God with us, the angels around us, we have Christ in us. And the glory of the Lord is in us and the light shines within us. That's why Jesus came to our neighborhood. So that he, we could see who he was and what he was all about. But then he did die on the cross and, and raised from the dead and ascend to the Father. And now the Apostle Paul, he shares, he says, Christ is in you. It's not that God, God is with us, but Christ is in you. We have progressed from hanging around with him in the neighborhood to having him inside of our heart. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13.5, Paul writes, Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? 2 Corinthians, uh, we'll move forward. It says here, the continuance of that text I read in 4 and 6, 4 and 7 says, uh, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Jesus Christ has come into our earthen vessel and the treasure is in this earthen vessel which is Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul says in Galatians 1, 15, 16, he called me through his grace to reveal his son in me. Galatians 2 and 20 states, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what we have. We have not just Emmanuel. We have Jesus Christ, the Savior, that is in our life. What a great possession. What a great gift. What a wonderful gift that God has given all of us. Every culture has its theme. And, and such as this, the, the idea that summarizes what the culture truly values. The United States, for example, tends to use freedom this way. We're a free country. We're a free nation. It is the, it is the theme of our, our, our people. Our nation is freedom. Freedom. Paul, during Paul's era, the Hebrews valued light. They considered light being that revelation coming to them. Even in the time of Moses, they valued that light. The Greeks valued something called knowledge as the culture of their philosophy. The Roman culture, oh, they prized the word glory. Being an empire that conquered the known world, the world around them. Paul's statement that he wrote in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6 incorporates all these light, knowledge, glory. In a sense, Paul is implying that Christ is the ultimate fulfillment of anything and everything we could ever want in our life. He's the light, he's the knowledge, he's the glory that we can have in our life. Christ is the fulfillment, all seen in the face of Jesus. The light of his glorious gospel, the light and the knowledge of, of his glory is found in the face of Jesus. That's why we say Christmas. That's why we put Christ as the first word of this celebration. 
He is first. He's last. He's the first and he's the last. Even in the world that we're in, people seek for truth. Even when we're blinded by our sin, we realize he's the truth. Paul adds something which is a crucial to the good news. And the good news that the angels were talking about. The idea of God giving mankind a person and not an idea. That God giving mankind a person rather than just an idea as our salvation. If he gave us an idea, then it would mean that it's totally up to us to achieve our redemption. And what a shape we would be in. Oh, you know why I say that? Those who get redeemed when they turn religious and they lose the relationship with the Lord and they're only religious, how mean and vicious cruel and ungodly they become. It's almost though that the light goes out and the darkness takes over. Yeah. That's those who've been redeemed and they backslide and turn away from God. and They do a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. You know, they just you know, do a good show but the truth is being made known in everyday life. And so therefore, if it was up to us an idea then it would be up to us to achieve our redemption. The Bible says, For the angel of the Lord declared to those frightened shepherds on the hillside, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all peoples. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior, not just a teacher, not just a wise man, certainly not an angel, but a Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord. God didn't give us an idea. He came down and he said, you know what? I'm going to come down. I'm going to settle the account. I'm going to take care of this business myself. God says, he says, I'm not going to call on a prophet to do it. I'm not going to call the mightiest of angels to come down and do the work. That's a plan of salvation for man. Because if he did, it would only be an idea. But he came down and he gave himself. He became Savior for you and I so that when we become a Christian, we don't get born again in an idea. Because you'll never get born again in an idea. But there's a supernatural work of God and the glory of the Lord begins to come inside of you as you're regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit as you make confession, yes, Jesus is Lord of my life and I'm a sinner, forgive me of my sins. Then we realize that God came down. He said, I'm going to settle this account myself. I'm going to give of myself. I'm going to live as a man. I'm going to be sinless. That's why it's so important that he came down. The Bible says that we have a high priest that's not touched. We have not a high priest not touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was tested at all points like as we are yet without sin. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to come down. I'm going to put on skin. I'm going to live the life. I'm going to believe in the Father. I'm going to live sinless. And, and I'm going to die on a cross sinless because I was not born of man and woman, but born of the Holy Spirit as a woman gave birth to me, that I'm also man and God. And because of that, I remain redeemed so that I can bring a way of salvation and a way out. Listen, I'm glad God moved in the neighborhood. And I'm even more glad when he moved inside of here. 
Yeah, yeah. When he moved in, he remodeled, he changed, he made me new. I wasn't the same anymore. And all the bad and the black and the darkness left uh, and the light shone inside of me because the glory of the Lord is in me. The glory of God is in you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not through enlightenment idea, but through a Savior that paid the price for our salvation and died for our sins and rose from the dead and bring a, a light that also brings a glorious hope in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that he didn't come and bring just an idea because then virtues would only mean work. We're not saved by works. Any man should boast. We're saved by grace. And the grace of God. Glory to the light that's shown in darkness. How many here knows what darkness is? How many here have found the light? Mm. Darkness, no matter how dark it is, can never overcome light. But light overcomes darkness. Oh, yeah. No matter how dark the room is, you can turn on just a little teeny tea light. And suddenly it, it will show up in the darkness because darkness cannot defeat the light. Nothing will defeat the light. And the light that shines in darkness is coming to our hearts and our life. Jesus Christ, the Lord. So, where are you at this season? Where are you at? Where, where's your life? Where's your, what's your plans? What are you going to do? You going to keep on living in darkness and being in darkness and being dark and then darkness inside? Or are you going to let the light shine? And let your light shine before men that they may glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light shine. Jesus said, I'm the light, but then he tells the disciples, you're the light. You're the light. You're the light. Do you need Jesus in your life, in your heart? He came for you, and he came to save you, forgive you of your sins. And he loves you. Oh, such great love in this season. So great love. I mean, the secularized world, they try, and people say, well, glorify Santa Claus. Well, you know about Santa Claus. You understand there's a gospel message there. <laughs> he was a saint. <laughs> yeah. God, somehow or another, you can't change the roots of it all. You know? You know it's kind of like people's hair. They can throw all the color they want on their hair, but then eventually the roots start showing. And then they got to do something about the roots. Then the roots start showing. Then the roots start showing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You can't run from the roots. And Christmas is Christ's message. That he's come to save the lost and save this world. Didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to, but he did. Do you need the Lord in your life? Will you just close your eyes for a minute? I want to pray for you. If you're away from God. The Lord wants you to have peace and not be disturbed. He wants you to have his joy and not be tormented. 
He wants you to be free and not be bound. How's your life with God? Or is it in God at all? We just lift your hand and say, you know what? I need to pray, Pastor. God bless you. Raise your hands. I need to pray. I need the Lord. I need God. I'm going I'm to turn to him this morning. God bless you. I need the Lord. Just lift your hand because God see your hand. You raise it up. You can set it down. God sees your heart. He sees your heart more than what he sees your hand. And he knows what you need and he loves you and he's the answer. He came to redeem. Just raise your hand. Anyone else? Will you do this with me now? Would you stand? Everybody. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And you raise your hand. The Holy Spirit has touched you. There's a reason why you raised it. And if you know you sat next to someone that raised their hand, go ahead and pray for them because you're sitting next to them. They're your loved one or friend or relation. And pray for them right now. Everybody pray this prayer, and you especially raise your hand. Pray this prayer. Let it come from your heart. Dear Lord, forgive me my sins. I receive Jesus as my Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead. I believe in you and I receive you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pray, if you prayed that prayer and you, you made a decision, just raise your hand now. Some of you already raised your hand, raise it up again. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a season of rejoicing, rejoicing in the Lord. I don't even know. Let me see. Okay, good. I did pretty good. I'm proud of myself. I'm on schedule. I'm on schedule a little bit. This is what I'd like for you to do as we start preparing for what we're going to do this morning in glow and the celebration of the light that shines in darkness.